0: Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD, streaming live at wordradio.com. Zach Schoenfeld, and he is the legal affairs reporter for The Hill, and he is here to update us on something that we are going to be talking about a lot in 2024, and that is Donald Trump and all of his cases. Good morning, Zach.
1: Good morning. Good to be with you.
0: Zach, first of all, I just want to say that I found out the hard way, actually live on the air, that there was more than one Zach Schoenfeld out here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, there there is. There is another Zach Schoenfeld who does a little bit of a different beat than me. He does more of uh, of culture and, and style and in the arts. So, you know, between him and me, I think we got our bases covered. <laughs> well,
0: you are a friend of WURD. So you are the only Zach Schoenfeld that we are recognizing. But uh, of course, he's just written a book on Nicolas Cage and we did talk to him. <laughs> But I admit, I thought it was you the whole time. I said, well, I guess when he's not doing uh, legal uh, reporting, he's writing books about uh, pop culture. But uh, (laughs) it was pretty funny. (laughs) In any case, we've got some serious business to talk about with Donald J. Trump. Where do we stand in all of these cases? Let's start out with the Georgia case, because in fact, someone else, was involved in this. Well, many someones were in, are involved in the Georgia case, but Rudy Giuliani just lost a one hundred and forty eight million dollar judgment. How does that affect what goes on with Donald Trump's case in Georgia?
1: Well, Rudy Giuliani's defamation trial that took place in Washington D.C. last month honestly was a precursor to what's to come in Georgia. We saw many of the the same witnesses and talking about. Uh, the same sorts of allegations uh, at issue in that defamation trial that are eventually going to be down the road uh, at issue uh, in the Georgia criminal case, specifically all of these allegations uh, surrounding the pressure campaign on Georgia election workers, Ruby Freeman, uh, and her daughter, Shane Moss. Uh, So I think, uh, you know, I was in in the courthouse for that trial and watching Ruby Freeman and, and Shane Moss take the stand, come face to face with Rudy Giuliani in the courtroom. I think it's probably not the last time that that will see such a site. Uh, I think there is a Good possibility that we'll see Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss testify uh, in this Georgia trial whenever that takes place. Uh, so I think in many ways, uh, when we get to Georgia trial, uh, it's probably going to feel a little bit like deja vu um, back to, to this civil trial last uh, last month. But of course, when we get to Georgia, we'll be actually talking about criminal charges uh, for Rudy Giuliani and all of these other defendants. Uh, so so much of uh, a different kind of legal liability there. Um, but already, you know, this the civil defamation trial. Uh, last month has marked financial ruin for Rudy Giuliani. He followed up after that the jury came back with its verdict and as it started to be enforced he he filed for chapter eleven bankruptcy uh, and is now going through the bankruptcy court uh so certainly for Rudy Giuliani. Uh, already, in addition to some of these other defendants too, uh, you know they're trying to balance not only facing these criminal charges in Georgia, but trying to play this delicate dance of, of defending against those charges while also dealing with all of these other civil lawsuits that are going through the courts.
0: So does this appear that because some of these defendants have already pled guilty in the Georgia case, and of course Rudy Giuliani has lost this defamation suit, though no one seems to know when or or if he will ever be able to pay that $148 million settlement, uh, does this hurt Trump's chances overall of becoming uh, potentially acquitted in this Georgia case, or does this make it worse for him?
1: I think the the four defendants that we've seen plead guilty certainly does spell a warning um for for Trump and also a number of his defendants. I think in particular as you look to Rudy Giuliani, I think if you look at the defendants who pled guilty uh and and kind of how the their allegations and the accusations against them connect to Trump and and Giuliani and others, uh you know if you were to ask me who is probably the most at danger from these defendants pleading guilty, agreeing to testify at this trial uh against their co-defendants, I think it's you look to these guilty pleas, you saw a lot of people who were in Rudy Giuliani's orbit. Uh, You see people like Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell, uh, two other lawyers who were key to to the Trump campaign's efforts to try to overturn the election results. Uh, They were members of Rudy Giuliani's legal team. They were part of what... Uh, At one point, I believe, was called the Elite Force Strike Team, uh, if you remember back to that in 2020. Uh, So I think as Rudy Giuliani now goes to trial, he's certainly potentially in jeopardy um, from some of these defendants and his close associates at the time after the 2020 election who are now bound uh, to go and testify in this trial if if prosecutors um, want them to do so. Uh, that being said, there is still a long way to go uh, before we get to the trial in Georgia. Uh, prosecutors are proposing a trial date of August 5th. Uh, we are not likely to see that trial date get set for a while. Uh, the judge has raised some concerns about, you know, all of the other cases going on in Trump world right now uh, and the fact that things are, are constantly changing by the day. Uh, so we've heard from the judge so far is he's starting to consider when to set a trial date, uh, but also raising concerns that, all of these other trial calendars are going to change. And so, you know, he could set a date now, but it's probably going to change down the road anyways. Um, I think, you know, one important thing to, to keep in mind that's coming up uh, is that most of the defendants are now about to hit their deadline for when they have to file all of their pretrial motions. So mm-hmm. almost all of the defendants, there's a few that got extensions, but this includes Trump. Uh, This includes uh, Rudy Giuliani and and some of the other big defendants. They face a deadline next week to file any motions uh, of their pretrial defenses. We've already seen a number of motions from Trump. We've seen him argue that his conduct was protected by the First Amendment. Uh, We've seen him bring up other defenses. uh, But now we just wait and see what else is to come. Uh, One motion that we know is still to come, President Trump's lawyers have previewed is coming, uh, is his motion of presidential immunity, arguing that he is immune from this prosecution uh, in Georgia. So only time will tell over the next few days as we keep seeing these filings coming in and get a better picture of the contours of all of these different defendants' uh, pretrial defenses.
0: Now, what is the next trial that is coming
1: up for him?
0: uh, And where is the New York trial going at this point?
1: Sure. So over the winter, he's mainly going to be in his civil trials. And then as we get towards the spring and summer, that's when all the criminal trials are scheduled to kick in. Uh, so to kind of walk through the calendar briefly, right now, he's still on trial up in New York on a civil fraud trial. That trial's almost done. They've actually been on breaks o- over the holidays. Mm-hmm. They're set to come back in later this month uh, to go into closing arguments. And then we'll get a ruling at some point after that. Uh, then he has a civil defamation trial brought by author E. Jean Carroll, who had uh, accused Trump of sexually assaulting her back in the 1990s. She's already taken Trump, Trump to trial once over the alleged sexual assault itself. Now she's taking him to trial over defamation. That's set to be uh, later in January. He also faces another civil suit related to his businesses uh, that's set to kick off right at the end of January. So that's his winter. A lot of civil suits. Uh, and then as we get into the spring, like I said, that's when his criminal trials are scheduled to begin. So this calendar is probably going to change. Something's going to change. But as of now, uh, right now, his first criminal trial that is scheduled to begin is his criminal trial in D.C. This is one of the two prosecutions being brought by special counsel Jack Smith, mm-hmm. uh, where Trump is charged over uh, allegedly overturning, attempting to overturn the 2020 election results. That trial is scheduled to begin March 4th the day before Super Tuesday. Uh, that being said, uh, there's a chance that it will be pushed back uh, as Trump tries to appeal some various pretrial defenses, which could tie up the case. Uh, so that's his first criminal trial is is in March in D.C. If that one gets pushed back, coming right after that is the Hush Money trial. This one up in New York, this was the first indictment of Trump back uh, last March and April-ish. Uh, and if the, the Case in d c and that trial gets pushed back from that March fourth date that's the the major obstacle that's preventing the hush money trial from moving forward so if this trial in d c does in fact get pushed back you know however many months then the hush money trial could jump out in front uh, because under New York system, Donald Trump does not have a lot of avenues to be able to tie up that case pre-trial and attempt to delay it. Uh, so I think now is, it seems more and more likely by the day that a delay is coming in the D.C. case. I think the chances are going up that the hush money case will ultimately be the criminal trial that goes first. If you're just
0: joining us, I'm Tanya Pendleton and this is Reality Check. We're here with Jack Zack. Schoenfeld, the, the legal affairs reporter for The Hill, who is talking to us about all of Trump's trials and tribulations, I'm sure, are coming with those as well. Zach, I have to ask you, do you keep an Excel spreadsheet or something to keep up with all these cases?
1: It is a multi-tab Excel spreadsheet <laughs> and a calendar. Uh, is the only way that we have been able to kind of keep track of these dates. But uh, as someone whose who's full-time job is doing this, I'll tell you, it it still feels like Uh, an absolute madness of a a schedule uh, and one that is also constantly changing. You know, I know I've been throwing out a lot of dates of his current trial calendars, uh, but at the end of the day, these dates are all changing uh, all of the time as as Trump now really gets into the thick of of trying to defend himself against all of these cases before trial. Uh, So I think even though we do have A calendar that is tentatively scheduled as of now, I would not be shocked if we see some some pretty major changes uh, between now and the end of the year.
0: Zach, do we know how this is affecting his presidential war chest? It seems as though trial after trial, more people are uh, donating and responding in ways that would be considered rather unexpected for a presidential candidate that is facing this many criminal and civil cases at this point.
1: Yeah, all of these cases have, have caused Donald Trump to, to hire, as you might imagine, a whole host of lawyers. I, You know, that number is constantly changing. There's constantly lawyers being brought on, lawyers being brought off. Um, but it's a number that at any given time is in the dozens. Uh, and so, as you might imagine, Donald Trump has already spent millions on his legal teams, uh, not only defending against the four criminal cases that we've been talking about, but of course, he has to deal with all these civil lawsuits. And now he's also dealing with all this litigation over the 14th Amendment. Uh, so all of these things together have really piled up uh, to, to be quite a big bill for for Trump and his campaign as he returns to the White House. Now, of course, he does have quite a large war chest uh, that he has been building uh, now for, for years. Um, and so as as far as right now, you know, it's been full steam ahead. There's been no sign of of, you know, Trump, you know, cutting back on on some of his lawyers or anything like that to to cut costs. Uh, But certainly uh, this is a huge expense for Trump and his campaign. Like I said, we've known already uh, that they've spent tens of millions of dollars Uh, And we'll see once, you know, the latest batch of FEC reports comes out. Now that we've finished the calendar year and come into 2024, maybe we'll get some updated figures soon. But, you know, like I said, that is a number that is already in the tens of millions.
0: Well, isn't part of the New York trial, one of the New York trials, that he was falsifying the amount of money that he was actually worth in order to get priorities in various deals? So do we even know how much at this point he is worth? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, I, I don't exactly know how much, you know, I can't really put a dollar figure on how much is worth. And as you're mentioning, there's there's this trial at the heart of this civil trial going on up in New York is, is Donald Trump's, his years of, uh, of time in, in the private sector and in the real estate business before he got into the presidency uh, and accusations from New York's attorney general that he fraudulently inflated all of his various property values at places like Trump Tower and elsewhere uh, to, to get better uh, loan and tax benefits. Uh, the attorney general has accused him at times of inflating inflating his net worth uh, to be billions more uh, than he was actually worth uh, in past years. Uh, so I don't know, you know, sitting here today on, on in January of 2024, you know, I don't know where his net worth stands today. Uh, but that being said, as we've seen, he has uh, not been afraid to, to pull out the big bucks to pay for lawyers to fight across uh, all of these cases. But it certainly, I think, is a big story to watch as we get now into the More into the heat of the primary season, you, know, uh, and he 's you know traveling and ad TV advertising is going up with with some of these early states coming up uh, it 's certainly a story to watch to see to see if he ever ends up facing a cash crunch or whether his supporters uh, and their continued donations are going to continue uh, to get him across the finish line in a place where he can both fund his campaign activities and also fund his activities in the courtroom.
0: I mean, it is uh, mind boggling at this point, I think would be the best description of everything that is going on with Trump, particularly as we move into the 2024 presidential campaign where he is expected to be the Republican front runner. Do we have any sense of how he is going to juggle these various trials with being on the campaign trail?
1: Well, one of the things that we've seen from many of his lawyers in recent months is they've gotten into these debates with judges and prosecutors over scheduling about hearings and trials is Trump's lawyers have been bringing up the fact that he is running (laughs) a presidential campaign you know, we started off this conversation by talking about Georgia. Prosecutors there want to put Trump on trial beginning August 5th. And that's a trial that is expected to last multiple months. So if if prosecutors got their way in that case, they would potentially have Trump in a courtroom from August 5th, which is like three weeks after the Republican National Convention or something like that, and potentially extending all the way through Election Day. Uh, So as you might imagine, Trump's lawyers uh, are not so fond uh, of that proposal. Uh, And in many of his cases, his lawyers have been saying the easiest thing to do here is just to push this until after the presidential election. Uh, So far, Trump has has, uh, not been super successful in trying to do that, uh, particularly in his DC criminal case, the judge there has been very adamant that she is not going to yield the, the trial schedule or the case schedule to anything going on with the campaign. Uh, she has insisted that she'll treat Trump just like any other defendant and is not going to take in uh, his, his other activities and responsibilities uh, into account. Um, but it's something, certainly something we're hearing again and again from Trump's lawyers. Uh, at one point in Georgia recently, his lawyer uh, had called this proposal to put Trump on trial through much of the thick of the campaign season. He called it election interference to the judge. Uh, so, so I think it's going to be cont- continue to be a battle throughout the year of uh, this battle over whether Trump, when Trump goes to trial, with his lawyers across all of his cases, trying to push these cases until after the twenty twenty four election.
0: Well, Zach, I am sure that you will keep us posted. Uh, it sometimes feels like we have fallen directly into the matrix and into an alternate universe because this is the first time in history that we have had a president, presidential candidate and presumptive Republican uh, presidential nominee who is going to this, this many trials. I mean, it it just really, as I said, it boggles the mind. But Zach, thank you for keeping us abreast of it. You know that we're going to call on you again as things uh, continue to develop in the trials of Trump. Zach Schoenfeld, legal affairs reporter for The Hill. Thank you as always for being on Reality Check and Happy New Year
1: to you. Happy New Year. Always a pleasure to be on.